Grace. Good morning, everyone. Ready to get started today. Questions for me? Let me actually let me show you this. The same slide that I show you every Monday. Which one is it? What am I talking about? Well, the easiest slide to perform and also one of the most important ones. There you go, guys. Slideshow from Karen today, right here. What social conversations are you having about real estate? Are you talking about open houses, new listings, new clients, working on a deal? What's happening on the market? I see Carlos Martel right here in a new office. Mr. Martel, are you there? Yes, I am. You're always there. So if I see Carlos, let's say, at a function and I say, hey, Carlos, how you doing? And Carlos answers me in a regular way. Wait, Carlos, how people answer, if, you know, when, when you ask him, how you doing? What do they say? Doing great. Excellent. And then they say, what, what do they ask me? How are the you? The real estate market. Right, how, if they know I'm a real estate agent, right? So what I wanna do is make sure that I engage. When I ask somebody, how are you? They're gonna say, great. What about you? Wow, good thing you asked. I was at this open house today. It was unbelievable, 52 people. Oh, how are you? Man, tired. I just spent the last three days working on a deal. We finally got it done. How are you? Man, so, so happy. I was finally able to uh, meet with this client that came from overseas or from another city. And we're working on this property that I think is going to get approved. Every single time somebody asks you, how are you? That is a perfect chance to talk about real estate. You don't have to right, go into details. However, if they go into details, what do you say? All right, you mentioned something about real estate. Remember, going back to the basics, if I want to close five transactions where there is this month, in a quarter or in a year. If I wanna close five transactions, how many leads do I need? Anybody knows? Let's 20. see. If I need, what is it? 20. 25 times, multiply oh, times five. five is? Very 25. good. So I need to find 25 leads. All right, so 25 leads, I get it. Meaning people that are interested that told me they wanna buy or sell. So out of 25, People that tell me I'm interested, 20 are not gonna do business right now. How many are gonna do business? Five, got it? All right, perfect. So in order to find those 25 people that are interested, I need to multiply that times what? Five, five. very good, Jenny. 25 times five is what? What is it? 125. 125. So I need to what? I need to generate 125 sales conversations. So whenever somebody asks me, how are you? I'm going to say something about an open house, about a deal I'm working with, about a closing I just had, about a report about real estate, about a friend that it's doing amazing real estate, something about real estate. Sometimes they're going to engage and extend that conversation, sometimes they're gonna go, all right, got it, perfect. And next time I see Adi, who I see right here in front of me, say hi, right? And I see her tomorrow because our kids go to the same school. It's an example, right? And when I ask, hey, howdy, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, how are you? Man, I'm ready to go to a closing. And then on Wednesday, hey, Adi, how are you? Good, and you? Man, and I'm here, I, I, gotta, I gotta go to an open house that I gotta get done. So I'm dropping the kids off. I'm going to the open house. And on Thursday, hey, Audi, how are you? Good on you? I'm ready to film a property that I just put under uh, uh, a listing, right? Uh, I just got a listing and I get that, get, gotta get that property ready, right? On Friday, hey, Audi, how are you? Good, man. I gotta go to a listing presentation right now. Every single day, what's happening after a month, a month and a half, everybody around you knows you're the expert. So going back again to that one, all right, how many, oops, how many, oops, right here, social conversations are you about having about real estate? It's so simple, guys. 
It's just getting into the habit. So tomorrow in our radio show, we were talking about getting into the habit, right? It's not about only information. It's about knowledge. It's about repeating the same thing every single day and doing it better every single day. So before I go into my material for today, what questions do you have for me? This is a time for you to ask live your questions. What questions do you have for me? Questions, and I say you can put them in the chat. You can ask me here to the count of three. Guys are slow today, so no questions. That's good. I knew Jeffrey oh, Orlando. was- Yes. What happens if I'm a brand new agent and I really don't have a closing to talk about or an open house? What would you Beautiful. advise me I do? Beautiful question. Thank you, Josefina. What's happening in the market today? Is the market hot? So I'm just gonna say, how are you? Man, I'm just, I'm just so impressed of what's happening with the market. You're in Orlando, Josefina, right? I can't believe how hot the market is. Can you believe it? By the way, when, when, when did you buy your property, Josefina? How long ago? Uh, four years ago. Four years ago. Do you have any idea how much your property is worth today? No idea. No. Right. So most likely your property has increased at least 30, 35%. Oh, now so? I gave that person. Yeah, of course. Give me others. Yeah. Hey, listen, I know you are not interested. You're not interested in selling right now, but it's always good to know, right? So if you give me your address, I'll come back tomorrow. Once I drop the kids here, I'll come back tomorrow. I'll tell you exactly how much it is. You'll be surprised how much the properties have gone up. I mean, it's just unbelievable. My neighbor, which is, by the way, this is a reality. I live here in the Gables, right? I, one block away from me, my neighbor bought 11 months ago. 11 months ago. He just closed last month for $1.2 million more than what he purchased for less than a year ago 1.2 million the market it's crazy josefina can you believe that it's crazy my neighbor just closed for 1.2 million dollars more than what he bought for just a year ago it's unbelievable so i listen you give me your address and tomorrow i'll come back with the number you're gonna be surprised got it okay there's so much to talk about now you read the papers right so from time to time or at least the real estate news Right? I don't read the paper. I go to Google. I put real estate news. And you know how much, how many things, how many pieces, how many articles you have about real estate? How many? Go to the MLS, right? And see how long properties are lasting in the market. Very little. You're a brand new agent. You can go to an open house this weekend. I just went to this open house and we had 52 people in that open house. It was unbelievable, right? Properties are flying off the market. So you don't have to be an experienced agent. You don't have to have a property. There's always, we got to be engaging, right? And the more we do it, Josefina, very good questions. Thank you for asking that. The more we ask those questions, the more we get used to it. It's all about creating a habit. You ask me, and I'm going to respond something that is related to real estate. Got it? It doesn't matter if you're brand new, if you have listings or not, right? Edna, you had a question? You had a question? Hi, Orlando. How are you? Hi, everybody. Also. How are you? Uh, what, what do you think about many people think that it's a bubble that we have right now and they, are, they prefer to wait for the next uh, market uh, or option or the crash or whatever because they think they, they, it's not the time. Not the time, maybe maybe it's, it's a good time to sell, but uh, they the problem is they sell it, they can't find another property because the property right. says very few, yeah. except they yeah. wanted to have the money in the bank. Yeah, so there are two different things you, you mentioned, right? Number one is a bubble. Number two is as a seller, where do you go? So number exactly. one, a bubble. Nobody can say it's a bubble. Nobody can guarantee it is. Nobody can guarantee it is not. So I want to go back to their needs. That's why question number three, how many pre-qualifying questions? The, the five pre-qualifying questions, right? Remember, what do you want? Where do you want it? Here's the most important one. Why? Why? Number four, it's when. And number five is how much? How much? Right? <laughs> so it's not always about money, Mr. Buyer or Mr. Seller, right? People sometimes need to make a move. 
I'm moving to New York, let's say, and I can't afford to have two mortgages. I need to sell my property here. I just got married, right? Or I'm having, you know, two kids, God forbid, no more, no more kids, but let's say, right? I'm having two, two more kids, right? Just found out I'm going to have, uh, what is it, twins, right? It doesn't really matter how the market is. I need to move. If I live in a one-bedroom apartment by myself and I just found out that I'm going to have twins, it doesn't really matter whether the market is going up or down. Most likely I'm buying. Or if I have a one-bedroom apartment, most likely I'm selling that apartment. Right. Mm -hmm. So I always focus the conversation, Edna, on my client's need. Right. Okay. So for no, no, but, but that's an investor. Let's say they don't need to buy. Okay, perfect. So mm -hmm. yeah, but the prop the properties are too high. Okay. So again, you are purchasing the property, all right, for the sole purpose of getting a higher return that you're getting in the bank. For example, you and I deal with a lot of international clients, right? And mm -hmm. they're getting less exactly. than half of a percent in the bank. Make sense? Exactly. Now, what are you looking for, Mr. Seller? Why are you thinking about buying a property? Let's say they want to get a 5% return instead of half mm -hmm. of a percent in the bank. So if I get you that property, which will allow you to accomplish that goal of 5%, would you be willing to put an offer on it? Well, mm -hmm. I don't know. The market might be going down, etc. What is your goal? get 5%. Usually exactly. usually it's more than than the, the the market can afford to give them because usually I know I need 10% yeah whatever. Then that's not a client. Very simple. I <laughs> listen, I go with $50,000 cash, all right, to a Ferrari <laughs> dealership and they're going to say what is that? No, $50,000. Like <laughs> so I'm not a client if I have $50,000 to purchase a Ferrari brand new Ferrari, I'm not a client. So if you're if you're looking for 10%, that's just not realistic. That's not a client. Exactly. So exactly. eliminate that client, move, eliminate that person and move on to the next one, right? Okay. So that's why we need so many. So that, that's a different issue. Let, let, let's deal with that. Should I buy or not right now? That issue of a 10% exactly. is easy. It's very simple. I'm looking for 10% return. Thank you very much, Mr. Buyer Seller. Have an amazing day. Hope you, hope you find what you're looking for. That's it, next. That's easy, that takes 15 seconds, right? Mm -hmm. So what I wanna do is focus. What is it exactly the reason that you're purchasing a property? If I can find you that, would you be willing to put an offer? And mm -hmm. sometimes they're gonna say, no, I don't know, not yet. I don't know about the market. Okay, move on next. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Got it? Very, very important. So the reason most agents keep trying to convince that client is because of one issue. What's that issue? Let's see if somebody understand that issue. What is that issue? They don't have enough leads. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. If you have enough leads, what do you say? If you have enough leads, you'll see that your, con your conversation with a buyer or seller takes two, three minutes. Are you in or you're out? Mm -hmm. Ready or not? No, respectfully. Thank you very much, Mr. Seller or buyer. When you're ready, you let me know. I'm here to help you. Next. I got so many people in the line. I do not have the time to try to convince somebody. Now, please, please, my job, my job is to help you get to a point where, where follow-up is not only not necessary, but it's a waste of time. You're not there yet. You're not there yet, okay? But I want you to generate so many leads. And from those so many leads, you have so many qualified, ready to purchase or sell clients that you do not have enough time to follow up. That's the ultimate, the highest level of salesmanship. If you still have to follow up, which pretty much all of you do, I understand, but I want you to get there, right? I had to follow up for a long time in my business. I don't anymore. My business is going so fast, there is no time for that. But I work very hard to get there, and you will. When was the last time Dr. Oz made a follow-up to a patient? It's not following <laughs> up. You are not here yeah. at 2, and our appointment is at 2.15. We're bringing the next. Mm -hmm. Got it? And that's where I want you to get to. It's going to take you some time, right? It's going to take you a lot of effort to get there. 
But eventually, I don't want you to do a single follow-up call because you have so many people interested in working with you that it will be unnecessary. In the meantime, we want to make sure that we follow up with the people that are qualified. Does that make sense? All right, next yeah. question, next question. What questions do I have right here? Next question to the count of three, because I'm gonna go fast. If not, I'll go into my own material for today to the count of two. All right, I'm gonna what, go. What do you do? <laughs> go what ahead, do you go do? Ahead. Okay, what do you do if you send an email to follow up the people and the people doesn't respond? It? How often do you think that it's good? Because they register because they wanted to have some information and at the end they don't respond it. So it's very good. Very... So three times only. Very, very important point. Look at what mm -hmm. Edna said. All right. So somebody requested some information, right? From your campaigns. It can be an email campaign, exactly. it can be a social media, it can be offline mm -hmm. or online campaign. Remember the four quadrants of marketing. You have four different quadrants, and that's where you get the leads from. Great. And mm -hmm. if you're new to the conversation, ask right here in the chat. And I see some questions uh, popping up. What are the four quadrants? And I'll explain them to you. So I'm going to follow up with you three times. I'm going to call you one time. I'm going to email you the second one. I'm going to give you a call the third time. You do not answer. I move on to the next one. Right? I, I want you to invest your time reaching out to new people and discovering who's ready to buy or sell. Because if you do that, if you keep, if you Let's say you say, okay, six to, let's say, let's say six times, right? To somebody and you do that, it's, you, you follow up six times and you do that mm -hmm. to a hundred clients, clients. That's mm -hmm. 600 times. That's 600 lost opportunities to reach out to somebody new. Exactly. Got it? So I want you to go at most three times, at most. Got it? Okay. So Catherine asked, at what point do you ask them the pre-qualifying question, the money part, are they paying cash? Do they need a loan? In the first conversation, Catherine. So one more time, very important, all right? This is your number one tool. When you go to a doctor's appointment, which is pretty much the, the, the most sophisticated professional, right? The doctor, they pre-qualify pre you every single time and we don't even know it. We go to a doctor's appointment. No, I have a pain in my elbow. What do they do? They wait you, right? They usually drop a lot. No, have a pain in my elbow. Is it? Drop a lot. Your what? The pressure. And then they check your heart, right? Doesn't really matter what you go for. They pre-qualify. So in your first conversation, you need to ask these five questions. And you need to be very clear on those five questions. What are they? What do you want? Where do you want it? Why do you want it? When do you want it? And finally, how much? How much do you have to invest? Got it? Or, or how much do you want to sell for? Way before I meet with that client, that conversation needs to happen on the phone. We need to know that immediately, immediately. By the way, that is a very important converse, uh, question. If I don't know how much they want to buy for, how do I look for the property? Right? If I don't know how much they want to sell for, how do I know exactly if I have the chance to sell their property? I don't want to waste my time, right? So I want to make sure that they are in the ballpark of a market, uh, you know, that, that, that their property is on the market, uh, market price. Does that make sense? Right? Very, very good question. All right. So I have those questions here. If you want to keep asking questions, put them in the forum or raise your hand. I'll be more than glad. Now, I want to. I want to communicate with you. I want to share with you. That's the word. I want to share with you. Last week, uh, we received a, uh, a very nice uh, award in Washington uh, as the biggest Hispanic team in the U.S., right? We are over 750 agents now. And uh, it was, thank you. Thank you very much. And it was very, very impactful. We met with agents that are doing 500, 700 transactions a year. We don't have that, those agents in Miami. 1,200 transactions a year. I was having dinner with an agent that said, she's getting just from Zillow, just from Zillow, 60 to 70 transactions, 60 to 70 transactions per month, per month, all right? So understand 
when the, the three things, that's why we say you need to protect your environment, right? Because when you protect your environment uh, and you get close, right, uh, to different people that are high achievers, right, or, or, or very good at one aspect, might be spiritual, physical, you know, relationship, business, it doesn't really matter. It's just protecting your environment, depending on what you want to improve. It allows you to think different. When you're sitting down to an agent that is closing 1,200 transactions, immediately you think different, right? Second, you feel completely different. Oh, wow, I thought that doing 20 transactions a year would be a huge accomplishment. Yes, it is a huge accomplishment, but learn that there is way, way, way more. 20 transactions is what some agents do per week. Got it? So there is more to it. So it allows you to feel that you can do much better. Maybe not a thousand transactions in the first year. I said, wow, if that person is doing a thousand, right? Yeah, I might not get there, but listen, 20 transactions and Lucas Sofina laughing, right? So your environment allows you to think different. Oh, maybe I can do much better than I thought, right? Feel different. Oh, now I feel that I can do, I can do it much better, right? When we have agents in our coaching program that have been in the business for four or five months and they're doing a 70, 80, $100,000 in the first six months, $140,000 in the first eight months, doing 100, 120 rentals, right? So you feel that you, well, if that agent that is a brand new agent is doing so well, I can do it too. Which allow you to number three steps, right? So it's, I, you know, as a speaker, I, I put things in. So feel, think, and now what? Number three, take action, right? In a completely different way. So I wanna communicate, I wanna share with you what I learned last week. So what I, what I learned and what I re-emphasize, it's all about going through the four, you know, four phases of a real estate agent, right? Real estate agents start by working with who? Let's say, let's see who can, who can help me with that, all right? Uh, who, working with who? So first we start working and we're gonna see it here. We start working with what? Rentals. Very good, excellent tenants. Very, very good, excellent. And then, when we have a little bit of experience, what do we do? We start working with what? Buyers. Buyers. Buyers, exactly. That's the evolution of a real estate agent. Now buyers all of a sudden realize that working with what? Sellers. Or sellers. sellers. Right? Sellers. sellers is way more efficient, right? But finally they realize that, wow, the top, top agents in the industry, in my company, in that company, in this city, in that city, in this state, in that state, work with what? Make a team. Teams, exactly, exactly, right? So last week, we, we, we saw that, right? We see that the, the top performing agents around the nation, right, have what? Teams. And I want you to start thinking about that. Whether you're a brand new agent, you say, well, I, I, you know, I can form a team. Yeah, but you can join a team, got it? As a solopreneur, it's very difficult to earn the listing when you're competing against a team. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's very difficult, especially if you're working with leads, not with close friends, right? Well, that's my friend that gave me the lead. The lead. Yeah, but I don't have that many friends to have 15, 20, 20 listings, all right? So this is what I learned. I'm going to give you some phrases, and when we can talk about that. So number one, real estate agents work very hard for the present but very little for the future. What do I mean by that? Well, real estate agents, when they're thinking about the transaction, which is not what team members, team leaders or brokers think, right? Real estate agents are just thinking about the next deal, the next deal, the next deal. They're working very hard today. But we need to get you out of that present mentality and make sure that, you know, simultaneously, you're also either joining a team so you learn what the team is doing or building your own. So you can start building a future because one thing we all know that eventually as a real estate agent, you're going to get tired. It's just normal, right? It's not challenging anymore. You're using 100% of your effort to get 100% of your production. So we learned that there's no way somebody's gonna close 500, 700, 1000 transactions a year by themselves. It's not gonna happen. There's just not enough time. All right. So right there, are you working as hard 
in your present as you are in your future? And if not, at least, are you separating, right? Part of your day to build your future? I don't want you to wait a year, three years, five years. This is the time. The longer you wait, the more difficult or the longer it's going to get you to get there. Does that make sense? So that's number one. Make sure you're also working on your future. Ah, Jim Rome, I have that book right there. It says, the first 40 hours of your week will earn you a living. The next 10 hours of your week will make you a fortune, right? That was Anthony Robbins' mentor, Jim Rohn, right here. And uh, highly recommend. And if you don't even have to buy the book, I highly recommend it. But, uh, but if you go to YouTube, just research Jim Rohn. To me, the most impressive uh, guy in the uh, personal development and especially in sales. Nobody close to him. Go to YouTube, listen to him. It's for free. And you'll see th this guy is just unbelievable. So one of the phrases that I like the most is that one. The first 40 hours of the week will make you a living. The next 10 hours of the week will make you a fortune. So how much are you working on your future, on your fortune, all right? So that was number one. That's something that we learned from other top, top agents around the country. So number two right here, and if you have questions or comments, post them in the chat. As a real estate agent, whew, that one hurt. Josefina, right? You were there in that table with me. As a real estate agent, you pay twice for your vacation. I mean, to me, I, I don't know if you understand that one, but that one, man, that was like, like a bullet right to the chest. I, I hope you understand what that means. As a real estate agent, you pay twice for your vacation. Team leaders don't suffer that. Brokers don't suffer that. What do I mean by that? Well, as a real estate agent, right? In order to go on vacation, you got to pay for the vacation, right? Let's say it's $5,000. But by being on vacation, you have an opportunity cost. You're not producing. And it's costing you maybe another $5,000. So as a real estate agent, you pay twice for your vacation. I think that was a brilliant, brilliant phrase and a, an amazing way of putting things there. So what I want you to understand that today's session is for me to, to, to see something that maybe you have not been exposed before, which is I'm working my real estate, but I need to get close to a team or I need to build my team so I can leverage myself, leverage my time like the team leader does, like the broker does. I'm a brand new agent. Doesn't matter. Join a team. You need to learn how to leverage yourself, right? Oh, I have experience. Start building your team. Right, so I'm gonna go to the next one right here. Next one right here. Let's see, oops, what happened? Okay, I love this phrase, which is, oops. Hold on, let, let's, let's go to this one. Everybody has passive bills, but very few agents have passive income. Oh, that one, Josefina, I don't know if you like that one when, when they said it, but to me, that was just incredible. Everybody, every single person here, all of us have passive bills, meaning they come every single month, whether you want it or not. But very few real estate agents have passive income. Are you building your passive income? Are you building a team? Are you purchasing real estate that is giving you, or are you savings to purchase real estate that is giving you passive income in the future? Well, I only make $5,000, it doesn't really matter. All right. Sometimes you don't even need a penny to create passive income in real estate. What do you mean, Orlando? Well, the first passive income I had was with my clients when I got started. Mr. Client, you're purchasing that property. And I, by the, by the way, it's a much easier sale. I believe so much in that income producing property that I'm willing, I'm willing, all right, to put my commission, all right, as a part of, as, a, as a percentage of ownership in that property. And many of your clients will love that idea. 
can you partner with your client, right? Can you put at least a piece of it, even if it is half of the percent, doesn't really matter. I just want you to start thinking different because for most of you, nobody's exposing you to building a business. All in most places, all they're talking is, how many properties are you selling? How many properties are you selling? How many, is that, what is it? Is it what is it? It's not the, 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 the rat race. What is it? Is it rat race? That's how they call it. Is that rat, what is it? The, uh, the hamster wheel, right? It's just the next property, the next property, the next property. And I'm telling you by experience, most of the top, top, top agents come to me, not because they wanna make more money. It's that they're just tired. And I'm gonna use the phrase, thank you, Juan Manuel. And I'm gonna use the phrase of one of the top agents in Miami. He invited me to launch right here at Hillstones in Coral Gables. And he goes to me and he says, Orlando, I gotta tell you the truth. By the way, this agent sells more than $200 million a year. He said, I'm just tired of chasing the next transaction, man. I'm just tired, all right? So I want you today to start thinking about that. I have an investor. I have a client that I get along very well. Pretty much, you almost have a, like, like a, you know, good uh, relationship. I want to invest in that. I'm going to get 3%. 1.5% is going to be to be part owner in that property. I'm going to also save some money so I can buy some rentals. I'm going to create my team, right? So I can start making money, right, from the revenues my team generates. That's building a business. That's what I want to expose you to. Got it? Not just selling another property because you're going to get tired. So I love that phrase right there, right? Everybody has passive bills. I missed the S, bills. But very few agents have passive income. That's the true value of this coaching. Yeah, you learn how to sell more properties. You, need, you learn how to generate leads. You learn how to convert them. You learn how to pre-qualify, follow up, present, handle objections. And then you learn how to close. Yeah, but there's way more to this industry. And that's what I want to expose you to. You have the basics, all right? But I want you to think bigger. I want you to feel bigger. I want you to act completely different just from the agent point of view. All right, so being, that being said, I love that the most expensive real estate in the world, and I love that phrase when they put it last week. So we had this agent that is doing about 750, 750 transactions a year. And he was putting the math of different areas in the United States, right? How much per square foot? 900, 1,500, $3,000, $5,000 per square foot, $7,000 per square foot. And then he went and said, and you want to learn the most expensive real estate in the world? Do you remember, Josefina, the picture of that most expensive real estate in the world? You know what he put? Your mind. He put a picture of a brain. That's the most expensive real estate in the world. What are you putting in here? What are you investing in here? The most expensive one in the world because you can be around the most amazing real estate market. But if you don't have this right, you can't capitalize on it. So the most expensive real estate in the world is what's between your ears. It's that simple. Love that. I mean, you see these people doing so many transactions because they're thinking right. They're truly thinking right. They're very clear on what they want to accomplish. All right. So uh, they're having the right mentality. Exactly, Ivan. Exactly. All right. Very, very, very good. All right. So that right mentality, and that's what we want to expose you to, having the right mentality, because the right mentality will allow you to feel different, feeling that you can accomplish things that with the wrong mentality, you think you can't which will allow you to act different. All right, so let's go to the next one right here, right here. Okay, are you using, let me see, yeah. Are you using leverage or are you being leveraged? And you look at Josefina, cause that one we took to our heart, right? Are you using leverage or are you being leveraged? So hold on a second and let's start thinking about what leverage means, right? So. Rockefeller said in, in the 1940s, right? I'd rather have 1% effort of 100 people than 100% of my own effort. What is leverage? 
leverage is using the effort, the experience, the knowledge of other people to grow. That is a business. Happens in every single business. If 100% of my income is coming from 100% of my effort, all right, I'm not using leverage. Does that make sense? All right? Leverage, for example, financially, what? You purchase a $100,000 property with $20,000 down, right? That's leverage. You're using what? The bank's money to purchase a much higher price point property. Now, we don't have to talk only about financial terms, right? Money, leverage, leverage in real estate, in real estate. You know, most of your investors are using what? Leverage, other people's money. Now, can you use other people's effort? Can you use other people's experience? Can you use other people's knowledge, right? And that's what we want to create. Is your broker using leverage? Of course, because your broker, right? It's making money from what? From all, all, all of their agents. As a broker or as a team leader, I'm using leverage, right? Whenever they make an effort to sell a property and they close on that property, that broker or team leader is making money, which is amazing. It's an amazing principle, right? So the question is, are you using leverage or are you being leveraged? See, exposing you to completely different thinking. And in order, <laughs> and Jenny goes, <laughs> that's what we need to learn, right, Jenny? And that, that's what we want, right? That's the idea of this meeting. It's not only about selling real estate, it's about leveraging, leveraging experience. By the way, are you leveraging knowledge? Yeah, you're using me as your leverage. Okay, Orlando, you've done it. Your people have done it. Tell me what the top agents in coaching are doing so I don't have to go through the process. So I don't have to try to learn it. So I don't have to go through a trial and error. You are leveraging knowledge through this platform. You're using our platform to leverage yourself. You can learn it all. All right, so our job is what? Is to eliminate all the noise, to eliminate all the things that are not working and just to give you what's working. That's leverage. Got it? Right? So last one right here, the question you need to ask yourself, and I need, I, uh, Demetri says, okay, I need to get back to my post license last year as you all, all right, right? So very, very important, all right? Right here, very, very important. The next phrase, which is right here, share, right here. And if not, it's your broker teaching you how to leverage. That's something we learned on Thursday, right? And if not, ask your broker, go to your broker. Listen, I need you to teach me how to leverage. I need you to teach me, right? How do you bring all these agents to your company? Because I want to do the same thing, right? Or if you work for a team leader, I want you team leader to teach me how to bring other people to the team so I can leverage my effort. I can leverage their knowledge. Does that make sense? That's the way we think as, an, as entrepreneurs. Just wait, wait. Just wanted to show you today that when you get around people at that level, every single day, the way you think completely changes. The typical real estate agent is just talking to you about the next transaction, which is good. You need that for today. Remember, you need to work hard for the present but also you need to work very hard for your future. You need to work on both. The restaurant owner in every business, are they leveraging efforts? Of course. The restaurant owner, is he serving the dishes? No. The restaurant owner, is he cooking? No. The restaurant owner, is he cleaning the restaurant? No, right? He's leveraging the effort of other people to run a business, right? The restaurant owner can go on vacation when the restaurant owner goes on vacation, do they close the restaurant? No, because it's a business. But when the real estate agent goes on vacation, he has to pay twice for it because there is no money to be made. You see how you guys laugh? That's why it's so, so important, right? So 
what we learn, we review, we do it, all right? But it was nice to hear it from other people. It is always nice to hear the same information from a different angle with different phrases, all right? Is to understand that at the end of the day, we're gonna go, we want to go, you know, through the four phases of a real estate agent, working with tenants, working with buyers, working with sellers, and eventually creating our, an, our, an, our own team. Whether you are in Florida, in any other state, or if you're internationally, it doesn't really matter. Those are the phases of real estate agents and the most successful ones, right? All of them, without an exception, without a single exception, they have teams. They can replicate themselves, all right? If they're working by themselves. I just wanted to open your mind to it. All right, so I know I have a few different uh, questions here. Edna, this is totally true. Be around people to have different convert. Oh, I love that. See, that's a different way of putting it. Being around people to have different conversations. Okay. Rosa, you can take a real vacation. Exactly. All right. Right. So a hundred percent. So Jonathan says, I'm ready for today. Excellent. Excellent. Again, those are the conversations that I want you to have, right? And I don't want to go into teams because I have a, a private message. How do we start a team or how do we join a team? If you want to start a team, if you want to join a team, just write to me, Orlando at MonteroOrganization.com. And we'll go into it a little bit uh, deeper on how to create your own team or how to join a team, all right? Because that would be a different conversation. That would be a more in-depth conversation. So Orlando at MonteroOrganization.com, and we'll go into it. We'll go into the most important part, the more the most important stage, right, uh, of, of, of a real estate agent. All right, so for the next 20 minutes, I'm gonna open it up to questions. What questions do you have for me? Questions, questions, questions for me. Let's see. Yes, I yes. do have a question. So the, the, the investor comment you made, I didn't, um, I didn't know or was aware that if we're doing a real estate transaction and we have an, you know, we're doing a, getting a property for an investor, we can put our percentage of that with the investor. There's no like conflict of interest in that. Like when no. you, when you. No, no. By, by the way, it's, it's not an investor. It's a person that you have a close professional relationship with. Okay. Right. So yeah, uh, we, yeah we don't. And, and, and by the way, to, it has served me a lot because it also puts a lot of, uh, you know, authority on into the transaction. And when, when I say to the investor, I want to invest there also, uh, it, it means a lot to the investors. Again, they're, they're my friends too. Okay. okay. But there is no conflict of interest. All right. Okay. All right. As a lawyer, I've done it for 20 years, never had any issue. But anyways, okay. if you have a question about, you know, the legal aspect of it, you can ask a lawyer, but there shouldn't be a, a, at all. And a lot of agents do it. Okay. Right. And it just gets done via the, the, the title company when they're doing right. the, the exactly. Okay. Yeah, you have, what, what we do is we form a corporation, usually an LLC, because my clients yes. are international clients. We set up an yes. LLC for that, right? Okay. When I get the commission and just apply to that or give it to my, to my, my partner at that time. Okay. Right? All right. Get it. See, it's thinking about different ways, right? I might not have yeah. the money right now, but I might have the money to, you know, I might make, make less money in the commission or I just won't use the commission. Audio. Yeah. Okay. Did you say that the people, some of agents that you met last week, their, their client comes from CELO? Yeah, there are di di different clients. This one in particular, Veronica Figueroa, she uses a lot of uh, uh, Zillow, but, but that, you know, that's, that's just one way. I'm not focusing on Zillow. She works with Zillow a lot, and that's it. You know, 60 to 70 properties per month. That's a lot of properties, right? Uh, I do not recommend Zillow. Exactly. Right? Because I'm not going against it either. Uh, it's just one way. And I have some other agents that are doing a lot of social media. All of, Some of them are doing just postcards, and it's doing amazing. So, again, it's just a source of lead generation. That's all. Got it? But we want we want to specialize in one in one or two sources, right? Ideally, we'll use four. Remember, the four sources is email marketing. The second source would be what social media. The third would be online, similar to Zillow, Realtors.com, right? retargeting, Google Ads, etc. And the fourth one is offline marketing. Got it? Got it? Good question. Good good question. All right. Uh, all right. Perfect. 
uh, let's see. Yeah, so we have uh, this same call on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. For those of you who speak Spanish, I don't do the call. My brother does the call. All right, this is the same weekly call where you guys get to ask your questions. So next question, next question. What questions do I have? Edna, do you have another question? Yes, do you do you recommend to use the three uh, forms of um, um, get leads, emails, uh, uh, social media and offline marketing at the same time or we need, or do you recommend use only one? Very good question. So. I want you for the next quarter, for the next three months to specialize, to, to develop, all right, the skills in one. So let's go through the four lead generation sources real quick. Number one is what? Email marketing. Email campaign. Email marketing. Email campaign. Very good. We're going to start with that one. Now, why start with email marketing? Well, number one, is, the, is our hub, right? So I'm gonna name the other three, but all the other three will point back to email marketing. So the other three are social media. Once I get a, once I get a lead on social media, what do I need to put? What do I need to do? Include it in my email marketing. Online marketing, I get a lead, include it in my email marketing. Number four, offline marketing, I did an open house, postcards, whatever. I got a lead, I include it in my email marketing. Why email marketing? Because not everybody is on social media, mm -hmm. source number two. A lot of people not, but not everybody. Number three, online marketing, all right? You might miss a lot of people on online marketing. It's a very good point, but not everybody's online. And number four, postcards, right? Let's say it's postcards. I don't read postcards. My wife filters those postcards for me, all right? So one thing we know is that every single person that you know checks their email on average, that's the average user, 17 times a day, a day, right? Hmm. So email marketing, it's number one. Oh, but, but, but no, no, email marketing doesn't work anymore. Most people don't open the emails. Like Riley Smith, the number one listing agent in Miami says, right? Most people don't read it, but in order to delete it, first, you have to see it. <laughs> got it and yeah most people right won't read it because they're not interested right now on buying or selling real estate but you're interested on what on the ones that what that read it and that's that's and Catherine I'll, I'll, you'll, you'll be next and, and that's where I want you not only to change your mentality but pay attention to the people you surround yourself with there are some people that doesn't really matter what you say Oh no, email marketing doesn't work. You know, I, so many emails go to spam. Some will go to spam, but many won't. And from those that won't go to spam are the, from where, where you, what you can get your clients. If not, nobody would be, be, be doing email. You talk to them about postcards. Oh, nobody reads postcards. Yeah, most people don't, but there are a few that do. And those few that do, you can get business from. Nothing is 100%. So be careful with, People you surround yourself with, they will always have a negative coming about anything. Nothing is 100%. Nothing. But you focus on the people that want to do business. Got it? Oh, open houses don't work. The top agents around the country, the top agents around the country say the number one lead generation source is what? Open houses. Okay, yeah, but I did three open houses in the past 10 years. Three open houses in the past 10 years. And I didn't get any email. I didn't get any business from it. Got it? I'm not saying that everything works every single time. But if you develop the habit of doing the same thing the right way every single time, you're going to get the results. Got it? So email marketing is number one, Edna. Okay. Right? Email marketing, number one. And that's the, re the reason, remember, is we want to pull everybody from all the other sources that I just mentioned into email marketing and then monitor who's opening the emails. Make sense? Okay. Excellent. Catherine, 
you're up. I don't see you, but I see your hand up. Yes, yes. Sorry that you can see me right now, but uh, I'm sorry if you hear my daughter in the background. But you know, we are okay. entrepreneurs. So this is the thing. The the coaching question that I had, it was already responded. That it was how many touch points do I have to get to a lead that actually show interest in the first time, but you know, there is not responding now. But what I wanted to do is actually remind you that we have a Zoom meeting today at 4.45 for an agent that is about to get her broker license. And we need to show them numbers. So you said that numbers is just right straight to you. So get prepared, please. That's okay, that's okay, don't worry about it. Perfect, so again, three times, right? Why do we want to only do it three times? Because we want to invest our time in the people that are interested that simple that that simple all right next let's see a t right here uh bill says we know your team and sales buy and sell is basically two things yes will uh, bill says orlando do you advocate also agent attraction means building a team like you said and sell and selling buyers and sellers basically the two things building a team and selling homes yes Yes, and yes. Remember what I said, right? Most agents build work very hard on their present for very little on their future. And then they look back 10, 15, 20 years and say, oh my God, I've been selling homes for the past 20 years, but I have nothing to show for. But I have nothing to show. Got it? Remember, Jim Rome, love that phrase. Got it. Right? We make a living, you know, working 40 hours, would we make a fortune with the extra 10, right? We want to do both at the same time. And eventually, like you say, many top agents make the transition into building their team more and more and more and more, and they get out of production. As a matter of fact, many of them become brokers, and that broker comes out of production. Does that make sense? Yes, we want to do both at the same time. I'm a brand new agent. Doesn't matter. Then join a team and learn from the team how to do it. Well, I don't know anybody. Email me, Orlando at Monteorganization.com, and I'll guide you through that. But I want you to start thinking that way from the beginning, whether you got your license last night or you've been in business for 20 years. So how are you going to focus? It's key to your development in, in, this, in, the, in this industry. I want, to, I want you to look back three years from now and say, wow, now I have a real business. Now when I go on vacation, my vacation is paid by my business. And on vacation, I'm still making money. Rather than, wow, I got to go on vacation, so I have to pay for it twice. Right? Very, very good. All right, next question. Let's see. Uh, let's see, Silmar, a great session. There are so many ways you can do real estate. It's infinite opportunities in this business. Definitely, Silmar, 100% agree with you. All right, Anders, as a new agent coming from a different industry, I used to train staff in hospitality to be a secret agency in service. So now I have to get rewired to be not a secret agent anymore. My calendar continues to be the most important tool that I have. Very good. I'm in it for the next 20 years. Excellent, Anders. So pay very close attention. So marketing is what's going to allow us to go from what Anders said, being a secret agent to a real estate agent. Most real estate agents are secret agents. Nobody knows. They exist, right? Nobody knows. And Rosa, Rosa is laughing, right? Because most agents... And not even their family knows they're in the real estate business, they're friends, all right? And now Anders also touched into another point, which is his calendar. So last week, uh, also one of the agents said, the gold mine is in my calendar. The gold mine, it's in my calendar. What's in your calendar? And I say many times, show me your calendar and I show you your productivity and business growth for the next 90 days. You need to protect that calendar so much. You want to see mine today? It's all, all full, including emails, everything, very detailed. It gives me the freedom. Having a calendar gives me the freedom, all right, to know exactly what I need to do. All right, right here, I'm going to go. I'm going to show you right here. 
This is my calendar for today, right? Including family time, right? Including walking right here. Look at this one, it's family time. I need to schedule my family time. Say, oh my God, that's so rigid. Scheduling family time. Yeah, because if not, I'll get home and guess what? I'll keep working, right? So I wanna make sure that I have family time schedule. Right here, I mute all. And I want you to schedule that time. Family time, meaning when I'm with my family, I do not touch my phone. I am not watching TV, it's family time. And I need to put as much energy when I'm with my kids and my wife as I put in my business. Got it? And yeah, it starts, right, at 7 p.m. Oh, let me get here, the home at 8.30. No, no, it has to start every single day at that time. All right? If I do not schedule it, I'll be wandering around the city. I'll stay in the office. So right here, lunch. Every single day, my lunch is at 1 p.m., 1 to 2. I schedule that lunch. Right, so I don't get meetings at that time and I'm hungry and I can't perform. I don't have the same energy. Just schedule your lunch, just schedule your email, just schedule your social media, just schedule your family. Everything is scheduled. So you have the clarity and the simplicity to focus at this time. So I know exactly what's happening from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. You should all do the same. Everything is scheduled, right? Josefina, you're very adamant about that, about the calls you make in a daily basis. By the way, Josefina, not only schedules the calls in a daily basis, he has it, he, she has it in automation, right, Josefina? Correct. Repeat daily. So, repeat daily, right? From 10 to 11.30, you your schedule in a daily basis should be blocked for your daily follow-up or calls to new leads that requested to speak to you. Every single day of the week, if you do not schedule it, something else will lower priority, will get on the way. Got it? And on this Mondays, call. I adjusted it to be right after the coaching call because when you're yeah. done with the coaching, you're so pumped, so energized from all the great things we receive on the coaching call, that it's like the best time to be done with the call and go straight to the calls. You, that's a very good point. Very good point. So I like, you know, my coaching one-on-one -on -one is always only done on Tuesdays, right? My calls to people that are interested in joining our team, it's only done on Mondays, right? And then it's easier for me just to start once than to start five times a week. So that's a very good point. From this call, you have clarity, you have energy, right? You have all the emotions from this. You schedule it from 11 to 12.30. And most likely in that hour and a half, two hours, you're done with your new leads calls for the week, right? But you gotta get it done. Does that make sense? Your calendar is your gold mine if you treat it as such, all right? So I think we run out of time today. Thank you for that, Anders. Uh, very, very good point with the calendar as well. Uh, David Rios, if you don't like where you are, move. You all, oh, you know what, David? I I hear that one yesterday after my son's baseball game. I got in the car and I put a YouTube video, and uh, and Dave. And as a matter of fact, I, I'll show you that to tell you that it's the truth. Right here, uh, I was listening to that less than 24 hours ago. I'm gonna go into my history right here, and uh, right here. Elevate your mindset. That was from yesterday. Elevate your mindset. And that happened yesterday, uh, which he said, you know, Jim Brown, if you don't like where you are, move. You're not a tree, right? So with that, I'm closing today's session. Hopefully you take this to heart. If taking many of us 10, 15, 20 years to realize the real estate agents go through four phases and you want to move from one phase to the other, as fast as possible. You wanna go from working with tenants to buyers to sellers and then building teams. You wanna make sure that you are using leverage, that you are not being leveraged. Doesn't mind if you're being leveraged, you're helping other people, but that you're using leverage as well, right? And remember that the first 40 hours, like Jim Brown said, right? The first 40 hours of the week make you a living. The extra 10 hours that you dedicate 
to building your business will make you a fortune. So hopefully today, after this conversation, you think different, you feel different, and then you take action different. That's our job. We do it with a lot of passion. And that's why we invest so much time, energy, and money to bring you the best we can offer in terms of coaching. There is no other, no other, right, group of people talking about this, talking about money, talking about the future, talking about building generational wealth, talking about building teams. Most groups, more companies are just talking about what? How many transactions for the next month? That's good. That's the first part, but it's only half of the equation. All right. So off we go to a great start for a new week. Big hugs to everyone. Remember, if you have any questions about the team, building a team, joining a team, write to me, Orlando at MontierOrganization.com. Be more than glad to guide you in the right direction. Take care, guys. Nice to see you. For those of you who speak Spanish, remember, tomorrow at 10, we have another session. All right? See you there.